Somebody shout hallelujah. Beloved, you are welcome to episode 11 of season 1 of Biblical Phronesis. Biblical Phronesis. Practical wisdom from Christian living. Uh, we are continuing with our review of Jomazo 360 degree leader. In this particular episode, we would like to look at the practices of leading across in an organization. In other words, practices that will help us to lead our peers as well, even in the churches. Many leaders today engage in toxic rivalry with peers that do not glorify God. The intense rivalry often comes from either inferiority or seniority complex. It comes from a feeling that I am better than. Such a feeling we have addressed in the previous episode comes from pride and prejudice. When these issues are allowed to reign in the life of a leader, such person will find it difficult to involve authentic leadership style that Jesus wants us to do. So we have two principal questions in this episode, beloved. Number one is how do we lead peers wherever we are? PIC to PIC, pastor in charge of parish to pastor in charge of parish. And what are the practices of the one leading peers successfully? What are the people that are successfully leading their peers? What do they do? We quickly look at seven practices. Before we go into the practices, it is important to provide context to this episode. The context will come from a very simple illustration. When we are working alongside our peers and contemporaries, either in the secular work or in the access of God, we have opportunity to influence them positively. And the opportunity will help us to showcase Jesus in us. We have opportunity to show respect for persons, we have opportunity to turn them to look at Jesus Christ in us as we are living in pistols. So when we embrace leading across opportunities in an organization or in a church, we need certain practices in our toolbox. Such practices will assist us to lead our peers and our colleagues. Number one practice that we note it's from, from from the book from John is the fact that we have to take interest in peers and colleagues. That is to succeed as a three sixty degree leader, one have to lead in peer to peer relationship. We have to work at giving our colleagues reasons to respect and follow us. Reasons to respect and listen to us. We can do that by helping our peers win. We shouldn't be the one that is always winning all the time. If we can help our peers, for example, PIC to PIC, a passenger of parish to passenger of parish to win, we will not only help the organization, such as our CCG or Winners Chapel or any other Christian organization, but also we will help ourselves. So our number one practice is to take genuine interest 
in others, in our peers, when we are dealing with them because it will help us to build up credibility and to gain trust. If we want to gain influence and credibility with people that are working alongside us, we must never try to take shortcuts or cheat in the process. Instead, we have to show people that we care about them by taking a genuine interest in them. We have to make effort to get to know them as individuals. We should also strive to see others, others' unique experiences and their skills as not something to be afraid of, but as resources that will help the organization and help us and also resources that we can learn from. So when we go out of our way to add value to peers, we address this adding value to leaders as well in the last episode, in the previous episode, they will understand that we really care about them, that we really want them to succeed, that we really want them the best for them, and we don't have any Indian agenda of our own when assisting them or approaching them. So we need to also use affirmation when we see great accomplishment with peers. That's practice number one. Practice number two that we have to use when we are leading across is to ensure that we complement our peers. We have to put completing fellow leaders, because they are leaders, our peers are leaders, ahead of competing with them. We must shun any form of toxic rivalry. In any working environment, there is always competition and teamwork. But in the household of God, that competition must be heady, it must not be toxic. The important thing is to know when each one is appropriate. When it comes to our teammate, we want to compete in a way that we make them to succeed. That we make them to succeed. In other words, we want to complement them. Beloved, when we are dealing with our peers, we need at all costs, we cost us. We mustn't do that. If our goal is to beat our peers, they will never be able to lead across in any organization. So we have to learn to balance competing or competition with complement, complementarity. So we need to firstly acknowledge our natural desire to compete and tame it. Self-control is one of the fruit of the spirit. Practice number three. We have to, it's, it flows from practice number two. We have to be genuine friends to our peers. We often consider ourselves to be many things to the people we work with, our team. But we forget to be the one thing that every person wants. A friend. Every Umabi wants a friend. The glory of friendship is not in the outstretched hand, nor the kindly smile, nor the joy of companionship. It is in the spiritual inspiration that comes to one when he discovers that someone else believes in him and is willing to trust. That is a quote from Emerson. And that is so true. So a great approach to friendship at work is to make it our goal to be a friend not to find a friend. As we reach out to our workers, listen to them, find common ground 
when it comes to our work and make ourselves available to them, we will be able to gain a brother. Praise the Lord. After all, John 15, 12 to 15, John 15, 12 to 15 says to us that we need to be a friend like Jesus. Practice number four. Practice number four is very important. Either in the secular or in, in the church, we need to avoid politics. Even when naturally, natural man is a political animal. When, especially in the church, we need to avoid politics. Playing politics is changing who we are or what we normally do to gain an advantage with whomever we currently share power with or we aspire to share power with. In work environment, this may mean we this may mean changing our personality like a chameleon in the front of our bosses, in the front of our leaders, in the front of our superiors, constantly changing positions to be on the winning side is unbecoming, is not something that must occur in the household of faith. That belongs to politics. So in the long run, integrity, consistency, and productivity is a currency that pays off. It's a currency that pays off to engender better teamwork and a clear conscience. So we must stay away from, from petty argument and toxic rivalry. As leaders, we must, and we have many verses in Proverbs that ask us to do that, we must stand up for what is right, not for what is popular. We have to be able to take a rain check if things do not align with the word of God. We have to endeavor to look at all sides of an, of an issue and don't protect our tough alone. Don't look the other side to pervert justice, especially if you are the leader in that scene. So, we must not change who we are or what we normally do to gain advantage over others, especially our fellow pastors or ministers in the household of faith. And we must not also do acrobatic or somersault in front of our leaders at the expense of our fellow brethren or peers. Practice number five enjoins us to expand our circle of influence. If one wants to expand the circle of influence, we have to have more people in our circle of acquaintances, people that we know, people in our network. Expanding our circle of acquaintances helps us to improve. It, amongst other things it does, it exposes us to new ideas, new ways of preaching, new ways of engaging, new ways of doing evangelism and follow-up. And it prompts us also to see things from alternative point of view, which is godly as well. It will help us to generate new ideas on our own. It will help us to learn new working method and pick up additional knowledge and skills. It will help us to innovate when it is important. Then, practice number six is very simple. Let the best idea win. 
The fact that you are the leader does not mean that you must have the final say. Let the bears adhere win. Leaders in the middle of organization who help to surface good ideas are creating what the organization needs most. Brilliant ideas that will ensure progress. They do that by producing synergy among their peers. And they will develop influence with such peers because they are present and they are able to move the organization or the church forward. So to generate good ideas, 360-degree leaders listen to all ideas and never settle, just, just settle for the first, very first one. They also look in original places for ideas, as long as it is godly. It's rooted in the word of God. They don't allow personality of someone to get in the way of using the right ideas. They don't lose sight of greater purpose when they are dealing with people. Why? Because the goal is to add value to the team and advance and progress the organization, the local parish or the entire mission itself. So if that means listening to the ideas of people with whom we do not agree with, so be it. Why? 360 degree leaders will protect creative people and their ideas to move everybody forward. Practice number seven is very, very important for us as leaders because it speaks to hypocrisy. Why we must shy away from hypocrisy? We must not pretend that we are perfect at all times. We are all WIP, work in progress. We are working towards perfection. Genesis 17.1 is very clear when the Bible told Abraham, walk between me and be thou perfect because it's the almighty God. We must walk towards perfection. We need to stop pretending that we are perfect. People who are real, who are genuine concerning their weaknesses as well as their strength, draw others to them. When we do that, we engender trust. We become approachable in our parish. And we, we provide fresh air in an environment as opposed to people scrabbling for the exit door because we are posted as a new PIC in a parish. So, practice number seven encourages us to engender trust and not to pretend. We must have zero pretense in our DNA. We must have zero pretense in our DNA. Beloved, the practice number seven thoughts lead us to the wisdom quotes for this particular episode. Our first one is taken from Proverbs 17.17. Proverbs 17.17 that tells us that a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. That's why we must take genuine interest and be friends to our peers, our fellow ministers, our fellow workers in the vineyard. Proverbs 12.26 Proverbs 12.26 one who is righteous is a guide to his neighbor. Be a guide. Be a guide to your neighbor. Be a guide to your peers. Be a guide to your colleague. Be a light to your colleague. But the way of the wicked leads them astray. That shall not be our way in the mighty name of Jesus. And for that not to happen to us, we must be determined to follow the righteous one, the only true God. Praise the Lord. So our biblical phronesis,
for this episode indicate to us that we lead with peers by being a friend to them like Jesus. And practices of leading with peers include practices and works and activities that bring about credibility in what we do. Peers will see us as credible leaders. Practices that we shun bitter rivalry and replace it with completing our fellow leaders or complementing our fellow leaders. And of course, more importantly, we must promote trust while shunning hypocrisy. Praise the Lord. With all this, we have to pray that the Lord help us with these seven practices that we have outlined in this episode. Father, King of glory, we thank you. Thank you for our assignment in your kingdom. Lord, we pray that you help us to be a friend to our peers like Jesus and our subordinates as well, especially in the local parish or local church where we are resident. Lord, help us to build credibility that complement others as opposed to bringing them down. No one shall fail because of an act that I have done in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord Almighty God, help us to avoid office politics, help us to be friends, help us to allow the best idea to win, and help us, mighty God, with your grace and your mercy. Lord, in Jesus' precious name, we are praying. So, beloved, if you are blessed and enriched with this episode, episode 11, we urge you to spread the message as you apply practical wisdom by the practical furnaces wherever you are located. We also like you to join us at the Redeemed Christian Church of God Restoration House, Blue Fountain, on site in Blue Fountain, South Africa, or online. Please, if the Spirit leads you to get in touch with us, do send us email through our, pub, our public addresses. God bless you. Till we come to you in episode 12, remain blessed in Jesus' name.